Hello everyone and welcome to Sex and Violence, a punk rock movie podcast where we talk about breasts, penises, guns, violence, spurting fountains of gore, and rock and roll music, in particular rock and roll music today. Yes. Yes, indeed. I am Gabriel Mara. I'm one of your hosts, and along with me, as always, Ryan Snyder. Hi, Ryan. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Another beautiful day. I know. It's kind of dreary. It is. It is weird. Like weirdly dreary. We've been having very weird September weather. Yeah, it's like a couple days of like really bright and cool and crisp, and you want to eat apples and Mm -hmm. wear a sweater, and then days like today where it's like, you know what? I'd like to lay in bed and. Masturbate and play video games all day. Sounds like the same day to me, Ryan. Yeah, it'd be great. That's what I do every day. Yeah. I mean, like yesterday. Except for today. Except for today, it gave me too busy. But yesterday was so hot. I had like I had like sweaty, soggy ass the entire day. It was a bummer. Oh, that's awful. I, I literally did not leave this apartment until mm. like seven o'clock and at no eight o'clock. That's a win. And it was only to go get pizza. <laughs> all right, well, yeah. that's a great so way. It was a, it was a good day. Wife was away. I got to sit around in my underwear and play video games. Honestly, I wish I had that day. Yeah, it's pretty great. I just I slept and I made magic and I saw a movie, but we'll get into that in segment number three. Okay. So fine. Ryan, today was one of my punk rock picks. Listeners last week will note that we went we divided down the lines all the way down to the movie Frank, directed by Lenny Abramson. Abraham's son. Son son Who is the, who are the sons of Abraham besides everyone? Um everyone, yeah. Yeah, that, it's, that's what he did, right? I, okay. I, I forget all my Catholicism. Yeah. And Old Testament stuff. Yeah, you know, I, I very deliberately got rid of all of it. Yeah. Delete. I didn't need it. Not needed. Okay. No. So, Ryan, do you want to give our beautiful, sexy listeners a description of the movie Frank? Okay, a brief description, and then we'll get into the, the review meat and potatoes of this thing. Yes, the nits uh, and so the So, Frank is a movie about a very strange band... And there is a young man who comes to replace their keyboardist and sees what their whole process is like. And then shenanigans. Shenanigans, shenanigans. indeed. That's um, about right, right? Yeah. So, yeah, well, let's, let's dive in. So, beginning of the movie, we have the character who we're going to be following... What's that? What's the actor's name? The actor's name is Donald Gleason. See, I, I it's knew spelled I, I knew, Domna Hall. See, I knew I would mispronounce that. Yeah, Donal. Yes. Like Donald Logue. Yeah. Just Donal. like it's, it's spelled the actual Irish word Donald Logue, like fun, like phoneticized it. Okay, that's fine. Um, so yeah, he's an aspiring. What do you know Donald from, Ryan? I know him from Star Wars. Yeah. I know him from. Ex Machina. Yeah, I yeah. love Ex Machina. Ex Machina. That's a great. fucking great movie. Yeah. I love that movie. It's so amazing. I watched it for the first time last year, and I actually showed Michelle Monaghan. I was like, I don't know if you'll like this, and then she actually ended up enjoying it. So oh I was yeah, like, it's excellent. Fucking, it's a tight a movie. smart sci-fi movie, and you liked it. Yeah, yes. there's emotions and dancing. Yeah, it's pretty great. Mm. Um, I'll, watch, I'll watch Oscar Isaac like eat cereal. Yeah, he's so good. He's fucking amazing. Uh, did you ever see a most violent year? That one no, ago? is that any good? I, I, I didn't see it. I was gonna. I've heard middle in reviews. Yeah. So I never got. It looked like to it was like one of those like Oscar wannabes and then it just didn't really go anywhere yeah it just seemed like a generic kind of crime thing and i'm like yeah whatever if the reviews had been good i would have gone out of my way but i did not yeah but like it, it's somewhere in like a meh realm. yeah not like a gentleman's like a, meh yeah a gentleman's meh i mean i'll watch generally anything jessica chastain's in so she's great too love her anyway might be cast as bev we'll see bev we'll see bev we'll see. uh yeah continuing um so he is a struggling aspiring musician and he always struggles to like kind of find his like inner voice to write a song about. Mm-hmm. It's like constantly like looking at like 
everything around the world and trying to make a song out of it. Yeah, he's it really bad really hashtags. Work. Yeah, very, very dorky. Yeah, dorky, uh, not really cool. Like, he's, I'm eating a sandwich, hashtag living the dream. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, come on. Yeah, that's right. cheese seems and ham more, panini. Seems more like a fucking nightmare. Yep. But, it sounds like a good panini, but... Ham and cheese panini, though? Yeah, that's it's just so, so unimaginative. It seems so, so boring. boring. Yeah. Hmm. Ridiculous. Damn you, Donald. What would you open your panini? Oh, man. Let's see. Gosh. Build a oh. panini live. All right. Uh, I'm going pesto. Ooh. I'm going fresh mozzarella. Ooh. I'm going uh, maybe some maybe some sun-dried tomato, maybe regular tomatoes. I know you're not a tomato guy, Ryan. Mm-hmm. I understand that. And honestly, I'd probably leave it at that. Wow. Let's simple go man. fresh moz, buddy. I think I'd Shape go... that motherfucker in olive oil, a little balsamic. Ooh. Crunchy. I would so... go a little, like, grainy mustard. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Chopped up, like, steak. Nice. Like medium rare. Okay. Uh, onions, peppers, right. sauteed down nice and soft. Beautiful, beautiful. A little bit of sharp cheddar. Mm-hmm. That's it. That sounds amazing. Yeah, we should... We should make fucking paninis, yeah, dude. Yeah, we should make paninis next time. It's a panini cast. Oh, I have a panini maker. You do? I do. Nice. Mm. All right. Yeah, next time we're going to... We're going to start our next podcast as a panini podcast. Yeah, panini, panini podcast. Cast. Panini cast. That'd be a fun thing to do with our new upcoming show, Shift Drinks. Oh, yes. With some paninis. Make me a panini. Yeah, baby. Yeah. You know what you were saying? Um, Donald Gleason making bad music. Um, so he is working in a boring job, mm-hmm. kind of an office job, boring thing. Uh, he's out one day walking and he sees a guy going crazy after like hearing this band on, on like a radio interview, mm-hmm. and the keyboardist went nuts and tried to like essentially kill himself in the yep. water. And he mentions to the guy standing next to him, who happens to be in the band, "Hey, I play keyboards." Tells him to come up to the show at nine o'clock, and he does, and insanity. Yes, uh, he the becomes show a ends member of the band very quickly, and mm-hmm. he becomes a member of the band and travels with them to Ireland to record their new album. Mm-hmm. Uh, they end up spending eleven months there. Yeah, just about a year. Just about a year there. Uh, during this whole time, you're getting to know the members of the band, how crazy everybody is, except for Don Hull, Donald. 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 Except for Donald. He's like Donald he's almost kind of like trying to like masquerade a, a type of craziness. Yeah. Like, I need to be crazy to fit in instead yeah, he's, of being he's very, like... he's very preoccupied with the idea that in order to create great art, you need to have suffered. Yeah. So he's going through that and like, oh, my time here has been my suffering. I'm finally ready to create music. Mm-hmm. When all these other people are just like fucking bonkers yeah. and they work well together as a band. Everyone seems very pretentious, but the most secretly pretentious is Donald Gleason's character. It's true. I mean, there's a point where Maggie Gyllenhaal says you're uh you're a virus, you're an infection in this band. Mm-hmm. And you think she's a bitch like at the time for saying it. Then by the end of the movie you're like he really was he an totally infection was. He in that band. It. Yeah. He ruined everything about it. Mm-hmm. Um not he, to jump ahead. Yeah, not to uh, well, yeah. Where am I? We spoil movies. Hmm, where am I at? Oh, yeah, spoilers, as always. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going further into the movie, and he's been recording them making their new album yes. the whole time. The sound of the band... Oh, we haven't even mentioned the lead singer of the band. Oh. Um, hold crooks to it. The band is called Soren Performs. <laughs> some, something weird thing. And they create this very weird kind of Bjorky, weird noise-rocky kind of Bjorky odd... beat happening. Yeah, theremin-heavy... Like, it's uh, a, it's very it reminds me of like really like early nineties like um indie alt bands that were just weird. Oh totally. Sugar just, cubes. Yeah, just really bizarre bands. Like Kinda um, like Mikachu into Shapes. A band I actually really like. Like the uh like pavement. Oh sure. Oh yeah, the old indie sound. Yeah. Oh, it's really these guys are definitely sound. weirder. The, the sound Oh they're weirder, but But because of the lead, who is Ryan? Who is 
Michael Fassbender. The titular Frank. Yeah, who you you do eventually get to see his head, his yeah. face in this movie, but it's it's really sad when you do. Ryan, I'm going to ask you a random question. Okay. Do you think that they originally intended to never reveal in the promotionals that Michael Fassbender is Frank? Because I feel like this movie almost would have worked better if we had no idea who was underneath the mask and it was this great reveal. And maybe that was the intention, but then when the movie wasn't performing well enough in previews, they decided to push the Fassbender angle. Um, I, I, I think... Hmm. The reveal for me isn't like that big a deal. I thought, I thought going into it, it would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, because going to this movie, if you have Fassbender, you know you're going to see his face at some point in the movie. I was hoping that it was an unbelievably handsome man. Yeah, I was hoping it wouldn't take like a uh, a Jedi ending mm. where you see Vader's face and you're like, oh, okay, you, e- you just totally defanged everything that was scary, mm-hmm. and now he's just this crusty old white dude. Yep. And source here when chasing you, Amy. Yes, and when you see like Fastbender's face in this movie, it's 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 very it's a very sad time. Because yeah. he doesn't make, like, eye contact with anybody. It's just, like, looking down and just, like, very oh, monotone. Uh, des- describe Frank for the listeners. Frank is extremely eccentric. Um, I think he's a, a very happy person, mm-hmm. with, like, while he has the head on. Yes. He's very strange. He wears an enormous paper mache head at all times. Yes. He's a, a very bizarre character, um, but he's he's got a good heart. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he always is trying to do, like right by people and make them be the best that they are. Yes. Even though he's extremely fucking weird. Yeah. It, it kind of turns out he's kind of spectrum-y. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But, like, he's not... It's it's a difficult subject to dance around. Yes, he's so definitely, we'll he's definitely yes. a bit on the mentally ill side. Yes. But he's also a bit off. There's something about him. Yeah, he's, he's a real sweetie. Like, uh, a lot. It occurred to me halfway, more than halfway through the movie, about an hour in, when they get to South by Southwest, where they kind of, like, they start, they, Donald Gleason's been, like, upselling them on YouTube, and he finally gets this, like, oh, they want us to play South by, and then, uh, the band manager kills himself, and it's very, very, because he, he puts on the Frank mask, mm-hmm. and it's a scary moment, but then, our, around that point, when they head down to, uh, America, I was like, oh, this is a magical unicorn movie. I did not realize that. That kind of like, say, E.T. or something. It's all about this magical figure who enters a protagonist's life and how the, like, the magical figure creates like a whole new world for them. And then it turns out that our protagonist accidentally exploits our magical protagonist who actually accidentally hurts them. Mm-hmm. When all they want to do is give good and then the magical, uh, the magical unicorn has to go off on its own. To yeah. be, have, it sets them free again. So it's kind of like an old yellery magic, like, oh, I love you, magical creation. I'm sorry I exploited you for my own gain. E.T.'s actually a really interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, he's this happy-go-lucky, like, like interesting perspective kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But he's also, like, f- oddly fragile. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it, it is true. Like, the, the head really is, like, that wall, that barrier mm-hmm. that makes him comfortable with who he is. But I do like the way it ends. I mean, the whole band essentially breaks up, and then by the because end of the Donald movie, uh, every, he, like everyone's back together. Our, our our protagonist finds the band, and they're playing in like a shitty bar mm-hmm. as like the like house band. Yeah, it's like some True Frank, Detective season two kind of stuff. Yeah, and then brings them together, and like I think you finally get like a sense of like happiness from Frank because like you see a little bit like tears welling up yes. like while he's singing off to the side of the stage. And you realize while well, the band is elevated above him and he's below and they do this nice pullback and you see the band, like 
that's what that show should have been at South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. It's just the four of them being so fucking weird. Yeah. And, like, I don't even think the head would have been a necessary thing for them at South by because, no. like, they, like, I think it would have been too over the top and people would have focused in on the dude with the head I think as it, opposed it to, like, this weird kind of autistic guy off to the side yes. singing, like, a, like just random shit. Mm-hmm. I love your walls. I love you all. Like, yep. it's The song cool. was catchy. Yeah. I actually really like that song. Yeah, I mean, too. Like, the entire time, I'm, like, humming it in my head. Yeah, it's cool. It sounds like a Magnetic Fields kind of song. Magnetic Fields? Yes. Okay, I'm going to look them up. Yeah, they're, uh, they're no. it's kind of like this, but it's a little bit more twee. I want to look up the, uh, I think I saved it on my phone here, the uh, the actual band that was, like, kind of the inspiration for this. Yes. Yeah, I do have it. It is The Freshies. The Freshies. And that was a band from uh, the 70s and 80s, and it was fronted by Chris Seavey. Um, and that's, uh, he's later known by his character, Frank Sidebottom, mm. who also wore the, uh, pretty much looks almost like an exact replica. Yeah, the yeah. head is basically the, head the is exact the, same basically head. Basically the same. I'm wondering, I'm curious what they sound like, because it says they're, uh, pretty punky. That's pretty interesting. So, yeah, I'm definitely gonna Let's put some on later. We're a punk band from Manchester, England. Hell yeah. Hey. 80s punk. 80s English punk. Fuck, Fuck yeah. yeah. I like that kind of thing. And so, yeah, then uh, Donald Gleason walks off to the sunset, the band is reunited, and Frank is finally able to perform without the mask on, which is a lovely ending. Maggie Gyllenhaal and the band are all happy to have him back. Mm-hmm. But, so, Ryan, let's get down to it. Did you like this movie? I actually really did. Really? I, I, I liked you were, it. You were pretty stony the whole time. I, I'm always that way. That's true. I, I'm stoic and unimpressed, dude, mm-hmm. all the time. Um, it was bizarre at points. Um, but there was never a point where I was like, when is this going to be fucking over? Mm-hmm. I wanted it to like, I wanted, I think they spent too much time in Ireland. I think that could have been like sped up a little bit, but at times, now that I think about it, there are things you need to kind of flesh out while you're there. Um, I wanted to see more from the other two characters, your uh, guitarist and your drummer. They're kind of left yes. by the wayside. Like, mm-hmm. oh, they're French. Guess we don't have to talk to them. <laughs> cool. Um, but like, they're just... The guitarist is just a dick. Yeah. And the drummer is just kind of like spooky. there. Yes. Yeah. He's a spoopy lady. So, yeah, the only really three the three central ones we really get are Frank, Maggie, Maggie Gyllenhaal, and Donald. And uh, and Don, the band manager. And the band manager, yeah. But yeah, I, I like that. I mean, uh, let's see. A to F scale? Mm-hmm. B plus? B plus, really? B plus. That's pretty high praise. Yeah. What, would, what did you give it in your um, A to F? A to F, uh, probably like an A minus. Okay. Yeah, it nice. did a lot of things. I so wanted. you like you like this one a lot, actually. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I really do. I mean, there's nothing that I could really find too much fault with. I mean, it's a great movie, and like, it sticks the landing. The ending of it is so great to me that That's like true. I'll forgive like pretty much everything that I, if I had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that once I knew, once I once I glommed onto the magical unicorn story, then I was into. Then I was like, oh okay, I know what this is now. Okay. But when watching it, uh, you know, I felt that it wasn't particularly well written, no. nor well directed. Uh, this gets a C minus from me. Okay. It gets a pass. It definitely passes because there's stuff to like. But I felt that the structure was kind of really off. It, I can it, see that. A lot of it in long stretches didn't work for me. Okay. I feel like it was an inferior version of a movie I really like. Okay. That I can't tell. Like, like Sing Street, maybe. I, I love movies about putting a band together. I love yeah. that kind. Like, Sing Street, love that movie. Uh, Once, love that movie. Same director, actually. Huh. Scott Pilgrim. But yeah. I felt that this movie was really kind of clunky in parts. It just took too long. Or characters weren't fleshed out enough. Or... I don't know. I wanted, 
I, I guess I'm mad it wasn't the movie I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. But I wanted more out of it. I felt like that there could have been so much more done with Frank and everything. I think Maybe the second I... half of the movie was better. Oh, God, yeah. I felt that like a... Once they got to the cabin, and I'm like, oh, this is, so this is how it's going to go, huh? Yeah. I feel like this movie could have shaved off a lot of fat. That it could okay. have been a much tighter movie. I, I didn't get enough out of it. Okay. It, it was good, though. I liked it. By yeah. the end, I, re- I, I was into it. But, you know, I, I couldn't figure out what the movie was trying to tell me. Until the very end, I guess. But and even then, it felt tonally inconsistent. Like, I'm yeah, like, it's it's not the movie that it was like sold as. Yeah, the trailer is, is the trailer makes it look so a lot funny. Than like, it it's is, like a strange, intense film about this crazy genius, when it's a lot quieter than that. It is a lot quieter. You think it's going to be like a laugh a minute kind of mm-hmm. thing, and it's very it's. I don't know. There were there was only a couple lines that I kind of like smiled at. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's a funny movie. I, I sniggered at parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was uh, like, hey. It's. Yeah, it was. It was good. It was good. It's good. Yeah, who would you recommend it to? Anybody? Hmm. I guess nearly eh, most people, I'd say. Most people. I, I you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna forget most of this movie the second I walk out of a uh, um, out of uh, Top Gun Radio's East over here. Uh huh. So, I, I don't know. It wasn't. You probably have like fuzzier memories, like three months down the line. Like, hey, did you ever see Frank? Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's like, I was just movie Frank. I'm like, yeah, I liked it. It's yeah. good. I don't know. It, it, I didn't walk away like like wow. Yeah, it's not five it's not star a game, It's not a game changer, but yeah, it it was good. I liked it. It was just I, I couldn't figure out what. I, I don't think the movie didn't even know what it wanted to be until like it, it was just so. It was just so. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Also, I felt that visually it was kind of pretty boring. The lighting didn't work for me at all. No. I don't know. It's kind I, of, it's, I, I walked it's, in kind of nitpicky, and then the nitpicks never the mo- left. The movie is dreary like it is today. Like, that's. Yeah. Th- those are it's all like the colors. It's a very movie. gray movie. Like, it's kind of funny. The director of this movie also did Room, um, the Brie Larson film. Oh, really? Which is a fucking <clears throat> outstanding movie, and even visually exciting, but still drab lighting wise. Yeah. But that's on purpose. I think another director would have done a prettier job with this thing. Okay. I don't know. I felt like it, it didn't... Maybe, like, I'm, I'm too ingrained to follow these structures, but I felt like every story beat was happening five minutes too early or five minutes too late, and it mm-hmm. kind of, like, waffled in parts. Okay. I think it needed another draft or two. I was from the same writer who did uh, The Men Who Stare at Goats. Have you seen that one? Ugh, hated it. You hated it? Yeah. Yeah, same writer. Um, That movie, I think, was fine. I didn't really care about it. But that movie definitely has at least one or two scenes that I remember very well because I did I, I laughed genuinely out loud at Men Who Stare at Goats. Mm-hmm. I, I referenced the scene often where it's uh, George Clooney is like he's just going through his training and he's he's he can't dance and Jeff Daniels is like, can you not dance or did someone long ago tell you not to dance? And he has that flashback to yeah. his dad throwing the bottle at him, which I think's a hilarious, brilliant scene. And I guess I have that same feeling with this one. Yeah. That it's a there sure are some fun. There's some moments that'll stick with me, but on the whole, like it's kind of forgettable and okay. meh. Okay, fair enough. Meh, 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 meh. It's still a pass from both of us, though. Yeah, it gets a gentleman pass. And if someone likes movies about weird stuff and bands, I'm like, yeah, go see it. I liked it. I can think of like people who would like be like these characters would probably enjoy this more. Like people oh, who yeah. enjoy this type of like weird music would probably like this movie. Hipstery quite a bit. kind of people. Yeah, I, 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 I thought this, this movie like should have been either more commercial or more weird. I think more it kind weird. of like it should have been way weirder. It should yeah. have been really odd, if like odd visuals and a lot more science. Oh, 
I did not like the score to this movie at all. No. That there were long stretches of like 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 jaunty xylophone music. Yeah. And I'm like, this scene would be better if there was no music, if we got a better grip on like when it comes to band movies, I genuinely always prefer it if all the music is basically uh diegetic. That I like it when the music only comes from sources in the frame. Okay. So anytime there's there's this kind of like we're driving along to xylophone music, I'm yeah. like yeah, it's, you, we don't need this. This movie would be better if it was quieter. It's quieter and we let the band speak for itself rather than... I, I hate being told what to feel by a score. I think that's bad score writing. It's bad musicianship in a movie. It bums me out. But, and I feel like, but about having the score match the emotional weight on screen. Oh, that, that, that's, that's that serving fun? it. I think that a, a the job of a good is score that, that is to doing the same work thing. with the scene. But I've, I, you know, I, I really hate being manipulated. I think that the, like if a scene functions better without music, then get up, get rid of the music. But there are many, many scenes, obviously, in plenty of movies where the music makes it. Like yeah, like a John Williams score is supposed to be there. Yeah, but absolutely. A movie like this, I think, would have benefited from being a stranger, quieter, more indie piece about a yeah. bizarre band. I wish it would have leaned more into weird because it it could have had had this life of being a really cool like cult classic mm-hmm. where now I just feel like it's a movie that came out in 2014. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I, don't, I don't think it has an identity as like a hit, mm-hmm. a miss. It's just kind of there. It's there. This movie should have been way more about Frank. Somehow for a movie yeah. called Frank about Frank, not enough of it is about Frank. Yeah, it's a good point. That I would have liked, it should, it should have been a deeper investigation into this strange, intense, awesome guy. I, I, again, and instead like, of being like, why do all these people here love Frank? Yeah, which like, is, we, we we don't see enough for all the time it gives us. I yeah. wanted like I wanted to see rather than be told why Frank is so great. Yeah, I mean he's just we really don't get enough time with him. No, really. I, and he's and Fassbender's great in it, and it's like yeah, he's really good. In, I in mean, the trailer, you get this great feeling of you're gonna spend all this time with this weird fucking guy. I feel like the conflict should have hinged more on him rather mm-hmm. than again being. Like the conflict of the movie is that Donald Gleason is secretly a selfish asshole. Yeah. That's that the movie shouldn't have been about that. It should have been about Frank. It yeah. should have been a uh, he should have been the one pushing the action, mm-hmm. not Donald Gleason. Instead, again, it, it's it's E.T. It's I have this magical creature in my life. Oh no, I ruined it. I should have stayed away from the magical creature. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would have liked liked it to have been more of like a happy ending for them. Like they go to South by Southwest and everyone loves them, mm-hmm. and Frank falls off the stage and cracks his mask, and that's how it, yeah. everyone sees his face. Like something more like that, as opposed to like giving him such a sad story. Mm-hmm. I mean, it works. I mean, it gives it emotional totally weight works. to the end of the scene. But, but the movie that they were writing up yeah. to that point, it the could, movie that they sold it, me in the trailer yeah, it was. It could have just go, as well yeah. been this triumphant, awesome rock band movie. Yeah, or it should have been. All the way, a quiet, dark movie about mental illness. It's a, it it walks the line in a bad way of yeah. being like. Now you're making me regret my B plus. I'm, I'm like I'm downgrading <laughs> it to a solid B now. Yeah, I'm like it's it's good, but it really, it, I wanted like when it comes to a band movie, I want it to soar, especially if I'm supposed to believe that the band is amazing. Yeah, and we're supposed to believe that. That the Soren Brothers. Okay, we're doing it again. We're talking ourselves out of liking it. Yeah. Well, look, uh, what, what have we done that? We, we we definitely go the other way around with uh, with our phantasming. Yeah, phantasm. Daniel I, and I definitely did that for Dark Tower movie. Yeah. We we talked ourselves into hating it. Oh, I'm talking myself into not liking it now. Yeah, it was good. But yeah, really... I, I, you know, it's worth it just to get to that last scene, mm-hmm. I, and because I really I can't upsell how much I love the ending of this movie. It was pretty. That good is ending. one thing I do not have a problem with whatsoever. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Is the return of the unicorn. Exactly. But Ryan, you should see if really, I keep on recommending it to you. Sing Street? If, yeah, watch Sing Street. Okay. Your wife will love it. Michelle Monaghan will love it. And I think you'll love it too. It was your favorite last year, right? Uh, yeah, was that last year? I don't know. I, just, I remember you saying okay, something. I think it, was it was my last favorite year. of X. It definitely was. Because that's a movie that had it hits all those beats. It's that moment where a young person wants to form a band and then they're Which not that talented. I told you, you fucked yet. up. You didn't open up with Hall and Oates. And I was Hall like, Notes, oh, yeah. shit. Hall and Oates figures prominently in the movie. And the key song to the movie is basically a Hall and Oates song. And oh, it's awesome. Perfect. And it really, you, you get that moment of validation. You, you know, people are simpler than we give mm. them credit for. It's that we want, everyone wants a happy ending. And sometimes the happy ending is a sad one because it's the one that makes the most justified sense. Mm-hmm. And something like Sing Street, you know it's building towards this awesome moment and it fucking nails it. Yeah. This movie, you're like, what are you building to? Oh, that. well, that's sad. Yeah. Okay. Like, build me towards the right dark ending. And if it's a dark, hopeful ending, then that's great. But this was just kind of, it, it, it hits its right ending. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. The road it took to get there is yeah. It wasn't funny enough. It wasn't weird enough. It wasn't sad enough. It, it was, was just, just kind fine. Of, it was just fine. Yeah, I, I I wanted more from all the members of the band too. Like, oh, she's a crazy bitch. Why? Yeah. I don't know. She's just a crazy bitch. They should have escalated it. It could. Like, why isn't that guy talking? Been He's stranger. French. Exactly. Why it isn't the girl funnier. on drums talking? I don't know. She's just that person. She's just she's just quiet. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. I guess that's what we're gonna do. Yeah. This should have been a slower movie, or way faster. I think faster, way more kinetic, way mm-hmm. weirder. Like it, it could have been a cartoon, and I wish it. The, the trailer made it look like a cartoon, and I wish it was a cartoon. Was this R-rated? I don't think so. It, it, if not, it should There's be. There's some language. I, I would, I would love to have seen this go like into a hard R mm-hmm. kind of like. It should have been just a weird, fucked up punk rock like exactly. funny comedy. Yeah. I, I don't God know. damn it! I really don't like it now. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing you down to uh, my level, Ryan, where everything is terrible. Everything is terrible. Ow. Do you have any final thoughts? Um, listeners, if you're, if you're interested, go see it. It's fun, and it's a it's a good enough version. It's not version. bad by any means. It's mean. not it's, bad. It's, it's not we, bad at we all. We just have issues. Yeah. You know, I'm a very demanding viewer. And so, either you give me exactly what I want, or you undersell me, and it's fine. But, eh, it was, it was it's good. Go yeah. see it. Yeah. Go for it. I will, I will probably never, ever revisit this movie. Not out of any kind of, like, anger. It was just fun. Yeah, I mean, I think the only reason to revisit it is if, like, somebody was like, oh, I just got this movie and I'm going to put it on, like, while we're, like, hanging out, drinking beers and playing cards. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, uh, I'll look up once every now and again and, like, oh, yeah, I remember that scene. Yeah, that's cool and stuff. And then yeah. I'll, be, I'll be doing a crossword I, I, I'll probably, like, try and find that ending song after yeah. we're done here. Because it it's, it's pretty cool. Good stuff. Yeah. I wonder who wrote the music for this movie. I don't know. I hope it was Fassbender. That would be fucking awesome. Oh, he can do anything. I love that guy. Yeah. He has apparently a spotty personal history, but the more I learn about that kind of thing, the more depressed I get. So a spotty personal history? Yeah. Apparently he's not like the nicest guy to his women. Oh. I heard he's hung like a walrus. Um, have you seen yeah, um what's it called? Shame? No. You see his dong. Oh yeah? Um, it's a good dong. Yeah. I mean, you, don't, you don't see a director or anything. Oh, but but yeah. that's a, that's a very good movie. I like that yeah. movie a lot. I think I told you I took a date to see it. Oh, wow. Yeah, a Michael Fassbender movie about sexual addiction. That's fantastic. Took a uh, date to see Michael Fassbender's penis. No, we, we, were late, we, we were late and we missed it, actually. Oh. I was like, where's even... that dick? It's one of the first shots in the movie. Oh, okay, cool. It's just him lying sprawled in a bed like a Calvin Klein model just wanging around. Just a big pile of cock. Yep. Cool. Some fast... 
some fast b- bender. Yeah. That's his name. Yeah. All right. So um, that's about that. Go see Frank. It's streaming. We have to rent it off Amazon and such. Yeah, that's like three bucks. Yeah. It is good. Do it. Yeah, do it. Check it out and then, yeah, form your own opinion. Yeah. Don't listen to Think for yourself. Think for yourself, goddammit. Yeah. All right, we'll be back in a minute after this word from... Fuck you, Danny. Yay. Fuck you, Danny. Hey, everybody. My name is Daniel, and I want to tell you about another Top Gallant Radio show. Do you like movies? Good. I like movies, too. But the show isn't about movies. Do you like books? Good, because in Slow Readers, we discuss books. Gabe, do you like reading? Hate it. I've always hated it. Every episode covers a different book, such as Animal Farm. Um, I was also making ties with another empire. Uh Uh-oh. The Sith. Because, yep, uh, basically, uh, the Emperor Palpatine was Napoleon. (laughs) Blackwater. Oh my god, this, this book is so... Painful. Yeah, I had to put it down repeatedly just to catch my breath. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know what that's like. And truly, our... you were in a car that landed in black water. Yeah, I do. I know. I fucking killed a woman. You like fought. This. Uh... <laughs> you... Oh, okay, never mind. Um, Wrong side. Do you not like reading books? Well, that's also okay because you get to hang out with two pretty cool dudes. Join me, your host Daniel. She's like a pretty intelligent kid. Cause like her reaction to that is like, you never read the giver? You work in a bookstore. And and I and I was like really close to just snapping her just going like, listen girl, I read a lot of other books, okay? <laughs> and my co-host Gabriel Mara, who co-hosts Sex and Violence. You love that guy, right? On-air challenge, slow readers exclusive. Slow readers exclusive. Can Gabe fit Gone Girl up his ass? <laughs> then you get hours and hours and hours of access to us rambling about various topics, such as politics. Gabe, what do you think about Donald Trump launching missiles? Let's hear it. No. But our one run-in with the police... <laughs> I took a breath to start. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no. Not going nope. that way. We're not a political podcast. Nope. Uh, we're just we're just milk-chugging right-wingers, though. <laughs> milk-chugging. And books. Into the water. Pledged. Feral to arms. The magicians. Wise blood. Ethan from. An object of beauty. So go ahead, continue enjoying sex and violence the hot-ass Top Gallant radio show about movies and punk rock stuff. And then when you're done with that, go ahead and button your dress shirt up to the neck, to the throat area, and then go ahead and give Slow Readers a spin. Go search iTunes and search up the name Slow Readers. Check us out. Slow Readers comes out every Monday. You can also check us out on Twitter at Top Gallant Radio. Hello and welcome back to Sex and Violence. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Gabe. Hi. So, part two. Part two. Part two of our sexy podcast. Godfather part two. Yeah, God. Mm, mm, so good. So, so, so fucking good. I would watch one and two. Roth. I, I kind of want to take like a day and just watch one and two back to back. They're fucking amazing. That'd be like a six hour commitment, but. Like, I, uh, love, uh, I love Michael's theme. I love mm-hmm. the, how it's almost the inverse of just the Godfather theme itself. Mm-hmm. Just the same basic notes, just arranged differently to bring up the tragedy. Yeah, and he's got such a great arc. Yeah, dude, the final shot of Godfather Part Two like haunts my heart, it's like always. Not... There he is, just sitting alone, and that Michael's theme comes through. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's tough to be the king. Yeah, it's hard to be king. Yeah, so... it's one of my favorite uh, Tom Petty songs. Though it's good to be king. It's good to be king. Good to be king. Piano solo. Anyway. See anything good this week? Yes, indeed. What did you see? I saw Wind River. Okay. Directed and written by Taylor Sheridan. Um, Ryan, you saw Hell or High Water and you mm-hmm. like it a lot. Yeah. Um, did you see Sicario? I own Sicario and I like it a lot. Yes. So, 
it is from Denis the Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve, and also the other one directed by David Mackenzie. That sounds right. Yeah. Oh, you know, that'd be a really good one to do. He, he had a really amazing prison film, apparently, come out a couple of years ago called Starred Up. Okay. So I really want to see that. But this movie is actually written and directed by Taylor Sheridan of Sons of Anarchy. Uh, who is he in that show? I don't watch that show. I don't know what Taylor Sheridan I'm going to find like. a picture of him really If you quickly. can find a picture, I will tell you who he plays you can in briefly that show. tell me the story arc of this I character. I will tell you the story. That, they've had some tragedies on that show. The one guy who like played one of the... Uh, members of the club went like crazy and killed his like 80 year old like this neighbor dude. let's see uh, oh yeah he's uh he's the uh, the cop in uh the first couple seasons he's a cop or no the first season because uh, he gets i think he gets killed at the end of season two he's a fucking cap yeah spoilers so Spoiler if you guys uh, haven't watched sons of anarchy like uh, this happened like eight years ago so <laughs> fuck you but, yep. yeah that's only my fault so anyway, Taylor Sheridan, he wrote and directed this. His movies that he wrote, I love Sicario and I love Hell or High Water. Mm-hmm. And I think I can comfortably say that I loved Wind River. But it must also be said that Taylor Sheridan is nowhere near as good a director as Denis Villeneuve, who is amazing, top mm. tier. And he's not even remotely as good as David McKenzie, who's also a very good director. So, I mean, basic premise of the movie is that... Kind of like how Sicario is in the Mexican cartels mm-hmm. and Hell or High Water is in the dust, the dust of Texas or whatever the hell they are. Texas? Tejas? Hell or High Water? Something or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But this one takes place in Wyoming in the snowy, mountainy like stretches there of like just on endless the, snow and darkness. On the Native American Reservation, right? Yes, the Native American okay. Reservation. Jeremy Renner plays a hunter, such the man in charge of the Fish and Wildlife Agency in the area. So he's kind of like this... You know, basically, he's a tracker. He's basically a cowboy or cowboy protagonist. Okay. And when he discovers a murdered girl who was a friend of his daughter's who was also murdered, he discovers he finds her dead. He decides to. Is this like backstory to his character? Yes. Okay. I didn't know that you're giving a spoiler away. No, not really. It's 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 pretty apparent. Okay. Like first five minutes. Okay. And when he finds a murdered girl, Elizabeth Olsen, so it's Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch. Nice. Um, she's an FBI agent, like a kind of green FBI agent. Okay. They, uh, she goes to investigate the crime, and we go into the darkness of like this strange and dark, snowy town while he's a hunter and she's an FBI agent. Uh, Sounds like a great sitcom. Yeah. She's an FBI agent. She's an FBI agent. And he's, he's a, a tracker with a grody past. No, it's uh, it's exactly what you think it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Like, let me let me sell it that way. If you walk in expecting an awesome kind of noiry crime dark thriller with a lot of like beautiful meditative quiet to it about native americans i'm gonna get that from the writer and director from the writer of hell or high water and sicario you're getting exactly that cool it's a crime story about it's it's fucking excellent it it it, it, there are a lot of visual kind of stuff that don't quite work his pacing's a bit off there's one scene there's two scenes this is you being picky though so this is is probably shit that i won't pick up yeah no 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 there's two scenes where they're critical, like speech kind of scenes with, uh, with Jeremy Renner, mm-hmm. that have blatantly horrible cuts in it, and I'm like, Taylor, that's some rookie ass shit. Mm. That that looks really bad. You don't cut around that. It looks stupid. But let me let me really absolutely tell you about. This isn't really a spoiler. Uh, near the climax of the film, just about the climax, we see how the crime goes down. Oh. And it's it's 
horribly, horribly tense and extremely well done. Like, you know, if a movie can manipulate me into feeling something, manipulate's even the it's not even the right word. Mm-hmm. If it can motivate me to feel something, to be in that scene, to give me like a white knuckle moment, you've already you've won me over. Okay. And there's definitely for all the film's faults, it has that one scene that's unbearably great. Okay. It, it's 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 savage and painful and really fucking well done. And Renner is great. And Elizabeth Olsen is great. Like I understand everyone's like picky points about like she doesn't do enough. I mean, why don't you? I'm like, yeah, I, I know, but I think there's there's more to the characters, more to everyone. I really, really, really liked it. I think it's gonna eke its way into my bottom half, of my top ten. That's what I was just gonna ask. Yeah, if I think, it was gonna get in there. I think it's gonna be. What else is in there right now? Um, right now it's what, uh, Lost City of Z, Spider-Man, Quiet Passion, uh, there's plenty I'm forgetting. I started writing it down, but, yeah, we'll figure that out. Yeah. But well, it's gonna be comfortably We're getting into the last quarter of the year, ten. so. Yeah, uh, it, I really, really liked it, and Ryan, I think you'd really like it as well. Okay, I might have to go check it out. Yeah, it's, um, it's surprisingly having a long shelf life on our local theaters. It came out weeks ago, and it still has plenty of- Oh, really? Of, yeah. It's, it oh, came shit. out weeks ago. And apparently, this still has plenty of screenings at our local movie theaters. So definitely, Ryan, catch it if you like a western, noir, crime, thriller. Yes, with yes. With strong check, motivations. Check, check, like Brutal violence. Check. Quick brutal violence. Did you know I host a podcast about violence? Well, which one is that? Sex and Violence. Oh! Yeah, I think Wait, I would really like this movie. Isn't is it, is it Slow Readers? No. Oh, not. shit! Oh, yeah, you're in the wrong. Where's Danny? Oh, no. <laughs> That's Danny. Anyway. Um, yeah, still a bunch of screenings. Yep. So, hmm. Ryan, um, check it out. And listeners, check out Wind River. Give Taylor Sheridan your money. And really, get, 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 get him some directing classes, because he's fine, but he's not that good at it. Let him come into himself. Yeah, you know, he's bit, time. He's yeah. a young buck, isn't gonna... he? A young buck of, like, 50? Yeah. He can develop. Yeah. And also, that gives me hope for myself, frankly, because, you know, listeners, I, I do this shit, and... The fact that the guy is only now crushing it, but he has—he's he's three for three for me so far. Writing at least. Writing at least, and yeah. honestly, this is still a win. It just yeah. wasn't. It, he's not. I mean, if the worst thing about his directing is that he's not Denis Villeneuve, then you're a fucking good director, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, did you see anything this week? Unfortunately, I did. Oh no! What did you see? I was. Um, well, it was my one-year anniversary of being married to Michelle Monaghan. Congratulations! Thank you. Thank you. So I took the day off of work. This is the first weekend I have been off. Well, I only took one day off. The first Saturday I'd ha- I have had off in like over a year. Yeah, it's been a while. So it's, yeah, it's, dude, being off on a Saturday is weird. And it's like, I didn't realize how much I hate it. Yeah, right? Because like, I we went to dinner and it was crazy packed. The crowds Went to the movies, traffic? it was crazy packed. I was like, this is bullshit. This is like, dumb. my weekends are Sunday and Monday mm-hmm. when nobody no is around. anywhere. I'll go to the movies on like a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And no one wants to go to the exactly. fucking movies on Sunday morning. Yeah, except for us. But everyone wants to go on a Saturday night. Yeah, listeners, so, we, like, we, ugh. Ryan and I, we work, and same with Daniel, we work in retail and service, so we come to be very comfortable going to movies and empty crowds and such, because Friday and Saturday night, we're working. When you're having fun, we're at our jobs. Yeah. And now this way, we get, I love going out to dinner on a Tuesday night. Oh, it's no great. No crowd, nothing. Like, chef's rested. It's, it's a nice night mm-hmm. to be out and actually enjoy yourself. You don't have to wait for shit. Yeah. And get I some, hate some fresh waiting. prep, mm-hmm. you know, wait staff who's well-rested. 
Mm-hmm. Very nice. They're, they're they're scouring for tips, so they're extra attentive. Yep, exactly. And I'm only happy to give those tips. Exactly. So, um, yeah, dinner. And then we raced over to the uh, movie theater. And unfortunately, we were on so much late. Dude, line mm-hmm. out the door to, uh, for the movies. Wow. Yeah, not for this movie in particular. Yeah, I'm like, but like, I'm like this movie. I think sure? it's, we're still on the residual it train. True. So, like, they Everyone's have, like, still seeing it. Oh my god, I think they had like four theaters showing mm-hmm. it. And like, I said, oh, I line out the door. It. Huh? Oh, I also saw it. Did I mention that last week? Uh, I don't think you mentioned it last okay, week. Okay, we'll get back to that. Yeah. Um, so we bought tickets for Three Guys Run Train on Reese Witherspoon, mm-hmm. aka Home Again, aka. Yes. Um, I like your title better. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm after seeing it, I walked out of the theater and. My wife hit me because as soon like there were, I, we were surrounded by uh, people walking out that were minorities, and coming out of the theater, I was like, I didn't know that white people had such difficult lives. <laughs> it, it is the whitest fucking movie I've seen I've all read year. That. It is so, it is so insipid. It is so stupid. The whitest problems it, it, it on was, earth. It really is. It opens up with like. Uh, well, it's my 40th birthday, and unfortunately, I'm newly, like, single, like, well, she's, like, separated, and she's been separated from her husband for, like, six months, and what does he have? He's got this awesome recording executive job in New York, and she's like, oh, no, I had to move halfway across, I had to move all the way across the country to California, and now I have to live in this mansion. Hmm, what am I gonna do? Except I'm gonna be a design, uh, like a designer, and oh, design people's boy. houses. Oh, and while I'm out at dinner, I'm gonna meet this guy who's like 20 something, and then, like, yeah, let these three fucking random guys live in my house on the suggestion of my elderly mother. Uh, and what it, is it, this it movie? gets better. It gets better. <laughs> so, like, I'd say 48 hours after, like, these dudes move in, she's known them for two days. She's like, oh shit, I have to go to this design, like, meeting with this woman that Fucking I'm, like, designing people. shit for. And she's like, I'm not going to be able to take my daughter to her, like, guitar lesson. And oh one of these random guys is like, I'll take her. What if like, he's a murderer? Exactly. That's what I said. What if this dude just, like, decided to cut off her head and yeah. throw her body out the side of the window Wind and River then take dude. the car Trust down no to Mexico and sell it for parts? Yep. That's the movie yep. I wanted. Dude, what if, like, halfway through that movie, it became Sicario? Oh, my God. If, if like, they... You would have, like, jizzed. I said it was probably, like, a sequel to, um... I, I'm gonna fuck up the title in this the the movie where the guys show up in masks to the people's house the visitors or the the you're next the the no it's not you're next the the strangers oh okay yes I said this was probably a sequel to that and then somebody got a ha- like hold of the script and like no let's not make them murderers let's make them aspiring filmmakers and let's make this a really happy <laughs> Ew, movie is Reese Witherspoon available yeah ew there there's three dudes right two of my brothers. One's an act. One's the actor. One's the writer. One's the director. Great. How fucking stupid. Wonderful. Yep. And the main character that like makes the, me sweat. The main dude who like Reese Witherspoon is like getting plowed by mm-hmm. is nothing more than a fucking asshole. Like okay. he's he, all he all he does is like asshole shit. He just like gets pissed off at his boys for like taking jobs to try and support themselves. It's like no, we're supposed to be a team. Why did you take this job acting on the show? Why did you take this job doing a pass on a, like another pass on a script for somebody? Cuz we need fucking money, asshole. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I hate this goddamn movie so fucking much. That's so and great. the only thing that made me happy is walking out of the theater and my wife going that movie sucked. And I was like, yes. And you know what the worst part is? You fucking picked it. This was the best wedding anniversary press you could give it. Oh my hating God. this movie with me. So after the movie, she was like, all right, we can go to your favorite restaurant and get some scotch. And I was like, yay. Okay. So I went to my Happy favorite. ending for Ryan. Yeah, so it, it did have an happy ending. But like we discussed on the way home about like it would have been a better movie 
had the young man cut off the little girl's head. Yeah. And thrown her body out the window. Yeah. Make it a really dark, fucked up movie. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was... Do not see this movie. Do not give them any of your fucking money. Mm -hmm. There's no reason... Like, this kind of story has been done before and been done much better. I wonder it's why so, they bothered. Yeah, why? Is like, it making the money? No. It's really not? No. Huh. I, I, it's fucking dog shit. <laughs> this is like a $30 million movie. I was reading about this last night. They filmed the whole movie over the course of a month, which means nobody gave a shit. Uh-huh. It's it's a movie... What does Hollywood love? Hollywood loves movies about Hollywood. Yep. The main woman in this movie... Her father is like some was some big like awesome director. Great. So of course the guys come to the house like, oh, we're such big fans of your father's work. How lucky are we that we get to stay in his house? <laughs> Fuck you all, dying of fire. That makes my stomach hurt. I'm like, I don't want. Ugh. And you know, like, there's nothing wrong with that kind of story, but to Not do it I mean, so egregiously, you, you know, like the song that we always. The, da, 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 it's yeah. Like, oh, you're, I came you're into in the theater movie, huh? like we missed a few minutes of it because of the lines and trying to get like tickets and everything, and like I walked in at the tail end of that like, did it, did it, and I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be a long <laughs> fucking movie. Ah, and I, I really, so Dude, not not jump ahead to our next segment. I'm like, I really for the longest time wanted to make for movie shows. I wanted to make people watch We Are Your Friends, that movie about fucking uh, Zac uh, Efron as a yeah. DJ. And you know what? I like that movie because even though it's nothing but white people problems, you definitely feel the stakes and you like the characters enough that it matters to you. That it's like, oh, your problem is that you want to be a DJ, but there's more to it. At least you're like, okay, this is a movie about an aspiring young man Mm -hmm. who is also angry and he gets to have sex with Emily Ranajowski, whatever. Um, I liked that movie, and I was really very much considering it for our next segment, but, mm-hmm. well, well uh, dude, I, white people I, I problems in movies me. are the worst yeah. fucking thing. Like, especially, like, rich Californian L.A. Mm-hmm. people problems. Like, what's the other movie? Uh, this is 40. Yeah. Like, it's another, was like, okay. you have fucking white people problems. I didn't really like that movie. I, I mm-hmm. wanted to, but I didn't. I mean, Ryan Adams is in it, mm-hmm. but, uh, it, it, you know... It's, it's white people. I, like, I don't care that you live in L.A. Mm-hmm. I don't care that you're having trouble signing somebody to your fucking record label. Yeah, that's not like, that's not a good conflict. That, yeah, I think that... like, this is not... It's it's the same issue like I have with like reality TV shows. Like, why the fuck do you care mm-hmm. what the Kardashians are doing? Yeah, oh, I she can't get her fucking like, so cologne much. line off the ground? Like, stop paying attention to these types of people. Why do we care about yeah. what rich pu- fucking yeah. white people and rich whatever they are... Like... Persian? Persians do. Yes. Is it even I, okay to say Persians anymore? I don't know. Tweet at us at yeah. SNV Podcast. You can't say Orientals. Yeah, or can't, Celestials. Well, Celest- what's a Celestial? Basically the same thing as an Oriental. Oh, really? Yeah. I never heard that. You watch Deadwood? No. Deadwood's great. Oh. But like Persian's another weird one? Is I was listening to a podcast uh... the other day and they mentioned about, I don't know if I brought it up on here or just in general to you. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of the, the Pikes? Oh, of course. The Travelers? Dude, from Snatch. I didn't watch that. You ever seen Snatch? No. Oh, Snatch is great. That was another weird one. I was like, that's a weird, like, racial, like, derogatory term I've never heard before. Yeah, no, that's some, that's, in in Snatch, uh, Brad Pitt and his Gypsy, which apparently is also not the coolest thing you say at Romani or whatever. Yeah, you can't say Gypsy anymore. You can say Romani. That's why, like, I took a class and someone was like, yeah, you can't say, like, that's a Jip in this class. I was like, what? That's where Jip comes from? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, like I just got fucking gypped. 
Jeez, I had yeah. no idea. That makes so much sense. Oof. Alrighty. The, someone tra- she tried to put it in context by like being like, "Well, how do you feel if someone says someone just Jewed me?" I was like, "Well, wow, that's yeah, a little, that's, that's a little that's, far." That's, yeah. It's like, "Well, that's how the it's gypsies the feel when you, say, it's it's when you say gypped." It's I was her like, name. Oh, I did okay. not realize that. That's wild. Yeah. But yeah, I'm a. Uh, Sorry for all this racial talk for anyone who's yeah, no, any, any one of these ethnic groups. We're um, just we're just breaking it down. Yeah, we're not I, I also them. did say I hate white people. So yeah, that's fair. We should see Snatch where Brad Pitt and his crew they're all like Romani, and it's pretty cool. They refer to themselves as Pikeys. Okay, cool. So yeah, wild stuff. So um, I'm not yeah. gonna see Home Again slash Three Guys Run Train and Reese with a Spoon. Three guys don't run Train and Reese with a Spoon, it's, but it's, it is like. Like I said, the new new title is I Never Knew White People Had Such Problems. I think that if you're telling a story, you owe it to your audience to be able to make sure that everyone can identify with the problem. Just because you're rich, and we have huge chips on our shoulders. I hate rich people. I I can't, like, you know, I love Gilmore Girls. Mm -hmm. And anytime anyone's like, oh, does that mean you also like Gossip Girl? I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. I mean, not that I've watched much of it, really. How am I supposed to get past that a pretty boy, rich boy tries to rape two different women in the pilot? And I'm supposed to like mm. him later on. Like, uh, I'll, I'll believe mm. it when I see it, but I'm not okay. going to see it. I don't like rich people problems. I don't fucking care. Yeah. But I think that it's up to like, it's, oh, it's, it's your so responsibility sad. as a storyteller that even if you're going to tell me a story about a rich person, make it identifiable with anyone. That I can understand problems of heartbreak. I can understand problems of maybe you have your or kind how of about the best ennui. rich person ever, Batman? Yeah. That man is that guy. Batman's problems. a fucking billionaire. Biggest problems in the world. And you know what they don't do? Throw it in your face about his fucking money. And when they yeah. do, he's using that for, to mm-hmm. better the people around him. Yes. Not like, oh, this house is so nice. I'm oh, you can stay. In, you can stay in the guest house rent free. Ugh, I hate that so fucking like, much. Oh, thanks. Like, I, I, whenever I make a story, I want to make sure that if someone for some reason in the middle of a third world country watches it, they would be like, "I've been there." Yeah. That you want you want to make sure that someone make who, who doesn't know exactly that you can make a problem real for anyone as long as you do it right. And if you fucking fail to make your stakes real, you fail as a filmmaker and a storyteller. Yeah, and that's in what, your face, Reese Witherspoon. The I did director really of this like movie Lies, is the though. daughter of the two people who actually wrote and uh, the husband directed one of my favorite. Uh, Was Nancy one Myers? One of my favorite. Yeah, one of my favorite uh, like romantic comedies. Sure. Father of the Bride. Oh, I love Father love of the Bride. Father of the Bride. So that's an amazing movie. What a wonderful yeah, movie. It's fantastic. Love Steve Martin. Uh, yeah, he's great in that. Um, so you saw It, though? I did you... see It. What do you think? Oh, uh, it was good. Yeah? Um, I think I told Not you... Not as much glowing praise as I put no, on No, no. Uh, I was telling you that I walked in, and the entire first act, I was just like, clunky, bad edit, really, terrible Ryan? edit, why is this happening, boring, don't care... Blah blah blah. I, this is not working for me. I don't care. But really, when they when they form the gang, when they all start coming together as a mm-hmm. team, start investigating the thing, I was like, okay, I'm starting to like this now. There's a lot more flow. I'm really getting into it. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the movie, I was 100% in. So this movie gets a very very solid B plus for me. Okay. That I wasn't floored, and but I definitely enjoyed the shit out of it. And now I'm complete. I can't wait for the sequel now. Yeah, it's making all the money. Yeah, I'm, that's it's on that top news? of the box office again this week. Yeah, that's fucking excellent news. So I mean, it it kind of makes me a little worried because they did so much with such a limited budget, mm-hmm. and now for the next one, they'll probably be like, yeah, you can have as much money as you want to make this. And I'm like, I don't know. I think that this movie I is a bit bloated and a bit fat. Yeah, there's and definitely I think some that, things. I, you I think can... that it's not the kind of movie that. Adding more money is going to deteriorate it. This is already a full-to-the-brim movie. 
And I think giving I think someone it, more honestly, might fulfill. I, I think it's too thin. I think some of the, the Losers Club need to be developed more. I think an extra oh. 20 minutes would oh, that's have what the done a lot cut's of... Gonna happen. Yeah, they, they are doing a director's cut. Think, so. they, they did a good job of what they had at the time they had. And yeah. I think that there's if, if they get more money to do an even better job... I'm, I think the problem with this movie isn't that it was overloaded or it was too mean. They, 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 the money, I don't think, is a problem for it. I think they're going to have more time to tell a better story. Okay. So I'm for it. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. Hope, I'm really looking forward to the sequel. And like last night, I, out of curiosity, I was rewatching Tim Curry's best moments from mm-hmm. it, and you know what? It's not as good as I remembered. It is pretty fucking cheesy. Yeah. So my my complaint stands. I think that my my biggest problem with the new it is that. 90% of the scares are jump scares, which I hate. Mm-hmm. I think jump scares are lazy and dumb. And I maintain that uh, Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise is too... They overdo the scary clown thing. I think a, a clown anywhere that's not a circus is already scary. So they, I feel I like they he's... overdid a little bit. But compared to Tim Curry kind of overhams it. And in the background, they kind of really make it... Yeah. It, it feels chunky 90s it's not i think it's nostalgia looking back it's not as yeah good as there, there are certain scenes where he's really good mm-hmm. but overall i think i prefer uh bill skarsgård's mm-hmm. interpretation because it, it feels closer to the version of pennywise in the book yeah so when i'm watching those clips i'm i'm much softer now on bill skarsgård's thing because mm-hmm. i walked in like eh but now i'm like you know what he did a really good job there were two scenes that like genuinely like terrified me and mm-hmm. uh, the first one where georgie getting his arm ripped off and the second one which i really didn't expect like i knew there were going to be jump scares but like i i never get like freaked out at movies and this actually freaked me out mm-hmm. was the uh the scene in the garage oh that was where he's cool. like huge and coming out of the screen yeah. i was like generally like that's fucking terrifying like that is scary the most effective scare for me and this is gonna be a bit of a spoiler jump ahead a minute if you don't want to hear it but in the sewer when they go down to the sewers when uh the monster is attacking Stan. Like, the thing of the face, I was on his face. Mm-hmm. That, I, I jumped. I was like, oh, fuck, that thing is fucking terrifying. That's yeah. way scarier than just Bumble Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. So, it generally affected me. So, good job, Andy. Yeah, my only major complaint was the uh, the motivation that brought the kids into the sewers. Like, yeah, oh, Bev got kidnapped. Like, Pennywise doesn't fucking kidnap kids. He just fucking... He just eats, you he you fucking... set it up at the beginning of the movie that he ripped a six-year-old's arm off. Yeah, that, that was... They didn't need it. They could have gone down as a team. Which was how they do it in the book. It's yeah. like, hey, we got to kill this thing. It's fucking like I need like vengeance, bitch. Yeah, and, it, yeah. It, it felt unnecessary, but I, I get why they wanted to do it. it it's, yeah. it's fine. It didn't hurt it. It, it didn't just hurt it. It just it's not the. I guess you can't always expect a literal interpretation of yeah. the source material. Oh, no, I, I'm just we still so, have the book. I but. just hate damsel in distress i yeah hate that's that. a trope that's Bev like didn't need to be tired. she was kick-ass and you didn't need her to be the damsel in distress yeah, you set her up throughout this whole movie that she's like she's capable of being one of the boys like yeah. doing stuff that they can't like, like helping it, them out and then you make her this and it i just, just if, it, if it had away. been one of the boys i would have been more for it if it had been fat ben who got kidnapped i would have been more for it I yeah just, but who's gonna want to go in the sewer and save the fat boy yeah exactly. you know what i mean i just like, hate that oh, like, let's let's get the 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 redhead that everyone has a crush on and mm-hmm. was like, yeah, fuck it, let's go down yeah. in the sewers. This movie didn't need a girlfriend in a refrigerator and it did it and I'm like, yeah. that's yeah. lazy storytelling. Yeah, a little bit. But, but it's fine. Overall, I mean, I still really like it. I'm still going to be there day one yeah, to no, buy it on DVD. I'm sold. So. It won me over. Good job, Andy. I'm so waiting the sequel, but yeah. Um, so, on to the next segment? On to the next segment. Yeah. 
Alright, Ryan, so we're doing something new. What are we doing for the segment here? So we're adding a segment. Well, the same are, segment as last a, weeks, but then it's we're doing it for something different for the format of the show. Yes, a new a new uh, a fourth category, if you will. Yeah. Uh, the fourth category we're gonna do every time we complete a uh, a cycle of sex, uh, violence. violence, and then punk rock. We're gonna add a fourth one in there. We're gonna do a palate cleanser, mm-hmm. which we've talked about doing palate cleansers on here before, but we've never really done one. Exactly. So the way palate cleansers are gonna work is Gabriel's going to pick two movies. I'm going to pick two movies, yes. and we're going to present them to each other. And mm-hmm. out of those two, we're each going to pick one of the others, and then there's a coin flip yes, for indeed. that. So, yeah, that'll be that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the movies are going to be, um, we're picking one each, one we haven't seen, one that we want to see, and they're going to be vaguely, if not at all whatsoever, sexy, nor violent, or punk rock. Okay. They're going to be kind of charming and chipper. Yeah. Not grody at all. No. Non-growed. So we're either going to do that for next episode, or... We have a guest coming up next yes. episode. We have treasured guest Phil Laporta. I believe that's your name, Phil. If you're listening, hi, buddy. He's going to be guesting on the show. We're going to be doing the Old Boy remake, which is going to be hilarious. We talked about that a long time ago. So either we're going to do both those things. We're not sure which one's first. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what comes right. out. So, Ryan, what are your two palate cleanser picks for me? The two palate cleanser picks, uh, because uh, just a couple weeks ago it was the 40th anniversary, I'm throwing out Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Okay. And a total palate cleanser, uh, Pretty in Pink. Okay. I've seen both those movies. Okay. All right. And want me to pick them now or want to hear mine first? Oh, I want to hear yours first. Okay. And my two selections... First of all, it's one that we've been threatening to do for a long time. It's Dirty Dancing, Havana Nights, Ooh. starring Diego Luna and some white girl. Okay. And my other one is one I literally just mentioned, Sing Street, which was my favorite movie of that year, okay. last year. A charming young man, he goes off and starts a band. Okay. Okay. Ryan. You want to attack me first? Yes. Okay. Ryan, um, let's see. I feel the need to go out of my comfort zone. Because I've gone on record as saying I don't like Spielberg. I mean, I like he's fine, but I haven't seen Close Encounters since I was like 10 years old. That's and I remember being bored as shit during it. And I generally don't really, you know, something about Spielberg, he's so ubiquitous that it, everyone's stolen off him at this point. Like, my only Spielberg likes are Indiana Jones, basically. Indy and uh, fucking. Whoa. Hmm? Whoa. We need to have a discussion. Okay. Now or later? Oh, later. Just because oh, okay. I, I, I adore... Yeah. And Minority Report. I love Minority Report. Okay. I just feel like... And Jaws. I don't know. I just feel that like... Poltergeist? Because it is hard to argue. How has he really done a long time? That. Toby Hooper? Toby question Hooper. mark. Mm-hmm. We should do R. Texas R. Chainsaw first one. I still haven't seen it. We should do the second one. Yeah, I hear that. We should do the back sec- to back. Oh, let's bring back Adriana Gobert and let's do all that over again. Yeah. We owe her like three episodes. Yeah, we really do owe her a lot. I am so sorry. Sorry, Adriana. We love you. Yeah, this is the okay. second week in a row I'm going to be so, apologizing. Yeah, but your second your second pick is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. So, you know, I do rewatch Pretty in Pink every year or so just because I feel like it. So let's go Close Encounters. Let's go out of my comfort zone. Okay. And I'm going to give you what you want. I'm, I'm actually going to say Sing Street. Yay! So. Okay. So let's flip this bad boy. Um, Ryan, do you want to call Heads or what's Heads? Uh, heads is Sing Street. Tails okay. is Close Encounters. Bad at flipping. Yeah, can I do it? Yeah, do you want to do it? Okay, I'm not looking at it, so we can't be judged. Jesus. Uh, also, I'm still, I'm still wearing my brace, so... Yeah, I could help with that. Alright, alright, I'm going to come over here and do it standing. 
Okay. All right, so Heads is Sing Street. Yes. Ooh, you hit the ceiling. And to the final reveal. Looks like we're watching Sing Street. Yay! There we go. Fun. I'll watch Close Encounters on my own time. Cool. That's cool. All right, so uh, next week we're doing either Old Boy Remake of our special guest or we're doing Sing Street. Yes. Can we get can we get Skipper in on that one? Sing Street? Yeah. We yeah. will love it as well. We'll talk to him. Yeah, so let's bring him in. I want to do, um, actually for, oh, you know what, maybe in a... Or let's get your wife to watch this one. She'll love it. Maybe. Yes. We'll see what she'll say. I really want to get Skipper in to watch, uh, I think we should do Palette Cleanser next time around and do mm. uh, Cocktail. Oh, yeah. That's a good question. That's a good point. He's a good guest. Yep. He's a great guest. Yeah. Good talker. And he always brings booze. This is true. Yeah. It's a good time. Okay. So, uh, um, Ryan, yeah. uh, want to plug for us? Uh, sure. You can find the Twitter for us at SNV Podcast. S as in Sid. N as in Nancy. V as in Vicious. Podcast. That's Twitter. You can also find me on the Instagrams at Tango Like Cash. And, yeah. That's my online presence. What's yours? All right, everyone, you can find me on the internet at Gmara, number four series on both Tumblr and Twitter. I almost said Tinder, Ooh. which is not Ooh. true. I'm not on, on Tinder, Tinder anymore. No need for it. I get all the action on the streets. <clears throat> Hookers. Anyway, you can also find me on Instagram at TumbleDrive5Wise. Please also listen to Slow Readers, the other Top Count radio production where Daniel Reichel and I talk about books. Books, books, and books, and sometimes politics, oftentimes porn, and the, movie, the TV show The Deuce. Um, Sex and Violence is also on Instagram at Sex and Violence Pod. Keep your ears out. We're producing a new show. It's the Only Lovers Left in the Library podcast, where uh, three or four sexy ladies talk about literature and like, but not like not good literature, like porny literature. Hmm. So it should be fun. Okay. So if you don't want to hear two nasally dudes talk about books, and want to rather hear four sexy Latinas talk about it, that's mm. your show. Mm. Mm. All right, I'm not, and also please visit us at the bookstore Speakeasy at 336 Adams Street in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Gabriel uh, and I are there every... Well, actually, we got a new routine over there. Thursday yeah. nights, it's just me and Gaby. So yeah. if you want to come in and talk about all sorts of fucked up movies. Yeah, baby. We're your guys. Um, please give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Five star reviews gets you a free cocktail at the bookstore. Come visit us. Come hang out. Yeah. Come We'd hang out. Come talk. Come drink. Usually what we, we're doing too. Yeah, just show up and be all like, Wetlands is great. And I'm like, get this man a drink. Yes. Get this man a drink. Get him five. He get loves Wetlands. Get this lady Wetlands. a drink. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, get the lady a drink. Yeah. Get this person a drink. But do not order... A fucking Long Island in my bar because I will ask you to leave mm-hmm. immediately. That's not that you are not allowed to have that. Yes, or we'll make it. Uh, like, we will do it, and it'll be nothing but like soda and spit. And we'll call it a cruising. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or don't ask for a Harvey Wallbanger either. Harvey, you fucking fuck you. Asshole. Don't do that. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. that's our show. Yeah, that's it. Until uh, I guess until next time when we figure out what we're doing, either Sing Street or the uh, Old Boy remake. Yeah, maybe Phil will be a fun guest too. Yeah, we'll do some magic. I look forward to that. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. For Sex and Violence, I'm Ryan Snyder. I will always be Gabriel Mara. Bye, guys. Bye, bye.